Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here, back with Professor Dreg. Thank you guys all for uh, joining us. As usual, you know, we like to dive into a lot of different stuff here. And uh, lot, lots been going on, you know. I mean, we could sit here and talk about Stacey Abrams. Hopefully, she'll never run for president because that would be weird. Um, <laughs> but um, a lot of the presidential candidates have been sort of targeting conservative media, you know, labeling them terrorist <laughs> organizations. And speaking of domestic terrorist organizations, one of the big ones that I have personally had run-ins with is Antifa, right? <laughs> The so-called really? anti-fascists. Yeah, a little bit, but not not on the insane level, not Andy No level. And, you know, this is typical of conservatives a lot of times in this country, especially since I used to live in the San Francisco Bay. Anything that's a little bit just center-right, right, that's not part of the liberal agenda is automatically going to be deemed racist, Nazi, That all that typical stuff that you see floating around uh, social media. But the funny thing is... Uh, Antifa is uh, what it really means is the anti-fascists, right? And this is something that we've seen time and time yeah. again um, throughout. And, uh, you know, they were responsible for the attacks on Andy No, Actually, even for the Charlottesville protests where someone got killed, it was because Antifa were the ones that were starting a lot of the violence. But here's the thing. Why am I bringing this up today in context to a lot of the things that we talk about? Because here's the funny thing is, no amount of violence, right, that goes against the political right is actually going to satisfy the left. Why? Because progressivism is a violent culture and it's justified solely in their sides. That's why I always used to wonder, right, well, if they really are about um, diversity and all that kind of stuff and, and making sure that you all have different ideas, why would a lot of these presidential candidates on the left and political pundits that are progressives not condemn the violence and they always insist that white supremacists cause all the violence and nationalism which some of them do but if you're just slightly out of their agenda they accuse you of the same thing and antifa which we can see from their actions is a domestic terrorist organization yet people like ilhan omar and a lot of these folks would never say anything about it they would never condemn it and my my real quick two cents is because well a lot of the belief systems is rooted in violence. So why would they care? Hmm. Even if they don't know it. That's just my, my thoughts. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? No, you know, just in general, I just know that the left is just violent. And they use terms like Antifa to trick people. Yeah. And you had to remember this. Do you remember BAM? BAM? Yeah. By no. any means necessary. <laughs> By that chick who's a crazy uh, middle school grade teacher. She's actually Asian. I, I forgot what type of Asian, but... um. Anyway, but even those guys go by the definition of... Or not de the title of the Coalition to Defend Affirmative Action. Right. Immigration and immigrant rights. And fight for equality by any means necessary <laughs> but but that's a felicia um oh, i forgot her name felicia lockhart or something like that i don't know what her name is but uh she is the middle school teacher that uh that advocates for physical violence like right. they literally say you know to um I don't want to say she says kill people, but uh, man, what's her name? She's oh yeah, Yvette Faleka. Faleka. Okay. 
She, uh, anyway, so she's a legitimate uh, school teacher somewhere in Oakland. <laughs> and of course, she's in Oakland. No, but she's the one that was uh, that advocate, not advocated, but she would tell people to be, you know, like she's the leader of BAM, you know, by any means necessary. And she would, you know, tell her thug goons, you know, a bunch of white boys who have an Asian fetish. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> and because they're simps and they don't know how to pick up on women, they, uh, they do this, oh, yeah, macho and dress up in black and beat up you know, just random people like, like, you know, Mr. No, I guess his name is the, that, that, that person. Yeah. Andy No. Yeah. But, but seriously, that's just how I see, I see these dudes just whether it's Antifa, whether it's bam, it's just a way to pick up on broads. That's just, it literally serves no purpose. It doesn't. I mean, what, what has Antifa done? Politically, because uh, Yvette, you gotta watch her. Just, just I'm surprised you don't know who she is. Bam, by any means necessary. Yvette, what's her name? Uh, Falarka. Falarka. Uh, oh, Falarka. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do recall her. Yes. Yeah, that's. So she is. She. I've seen her before. That's right. Yeah, she's that school teacher. But but anyway, so but think about this. What is, you know, uh, seriously, they're not. I mean, because come on, is Antifa really fighting fascism? Of course not. No, they're, everybody knows that. It, it's um, they're pretending to be an arm, the militant arm of the Democrat Party. And they're not, and if that's the case, then they are literally, because fascism is when the government controls things, you know. Simple. Right. So if they're anti-fascist, they would be anarchists. But they're not anarchists. They're, they're just the militant arm of the Democrat Party, which wants better government. So that definition isn't real. But what is real is how BAM is uh, a very violent group like Antifa, more violent than Antifa, actually. Yeah, they justify violence. I'm looking at it now. I didn't know much yeah. about Yvette, but this is crazy. Yeah, so anyway, but she's the face of, of BAM, and she's an Asian bride. And all of those dudes in BAM are, I, I want to say, like 100% white, white simps. And they have this weird fetish. Like this, I'm telling you now, most of these dudes, you would think, I mean, ah, I'm going to say it, <laughs> but, but the thing is like this, in the real world, these dudes would be considered borderline gay uh-huh. and, 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 you, you know, because there is no science that backs the statement that gay people are born to be gay. Mm-hmm. It's just not real. Um, sex is always going to be a behavioral choice. So on that note, these dudes from Antifa, bam, whatever, this is just their way to pick up on girls. <laughs> it's, but think about it. What options do they have? Like that professor who, a real professor from San Jose State, hit a guy with a bike lock and busted him open in one of those uh, rallies in, in, in Oakland. You know, yeah. Berkeley, Oakland. He's a real professor. But if you look at him, he was on Tucker Carlson. Come on. This dude was, his Adam's apple was about as thick as his neck. <laughs> That's how skinny his neck was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he had no muscle whatsoever but but you know he talks a big game oh i'm part of bam and you know i i i hit the street so all his students are like oh wow he's a big tough man but he's not he's just a wimp he's just a wimpy dude who couldn't fight in real life but look when you're confronted by antifa everybody in antifa knows that you're not going to get beat up 
Right. You're not. Why? Because nobody goes to these rallies, at least on the right, looking for a fight. They just don't. That's right. That's right. And I think that's a big thing you just touched on there. No one is looking for a fight. Even the Proud Boys aren't looking for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of goofy dudes looking for uh, looking for attention. Not so much a fight, but they're looking for attention. And because they tend to be pretty big, they know they're not going to fight. But like, I don't know if you remember that guy, Tiny, from the, the Samoan dude. And he was like, yeah, when I was part of the left, all I wanted to do was just beat people up. Right. But then once I found out the truth, he was like, yeah, I didn't care. And he's like, you know, now I'm, I'm on the right. And if people want to beat me up, I can defend myself. Right. And it's, it's a paradigm switch. But the thing is like this, these dudes, this is how they pick up on chicks. It's kind of like, and, and, you know, the question, because wow, well, why would Professor Drake say anything like this? Yeah. Well, because, you know, being who I am and where I'm from, I've had the luck to experience many different life life forms, (laughs) very different, you know, cultures and and genres of people. So I was lucky enough to be a nerd. I was lucky enough to be a jock, but I was also lucky enough to grow up with all the mods and the punk rockers. And if you know anything about mod, mod's a style or gothic. It's where all of the ugly kids that really, like they're too dumb to be nerds. They don't have enough talent to be in a band. They're not <laughs> athletic enough to, you know, to do sports. But what they do have is this ability to be god-awful weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Really weird. And that's how they pick up. So a lot of dudes became gothic. And, you know, and every once in a while, there's a hot gothic chick. You right, know, right. it's just, and that's how you pick up on, on chicks, just by being weird. And it's the same thing with this Antifa stuff. It's a way, it's kind of like being like a political mod. You're ugly. You have no ability. You have no say in anything. Like nobody cares about you unless you act out. Right. And this is how they're picking up. It, it's a weird thing, but this like, it's this you think it's a, I, I think that that's true because it's like when you look at Antifa. No, oh, that? that was a counselor. <laughs> she sneezed. <laughs> When you look at the the Antifa people, right? A lot of these guys are—they look like they're basement dwelling. They don't work out. They're not macho men. They fight for feminism and all that. Yeah, maybe it's a false uh, sense of manhood that they're looking for because they're always out looking for a fight, and they always wrap bandanas around their faces and put the ski goggles on, and you know, it's just like it's like a kid who's six years old who's you know trying to dressed like a goalie to go to a fight which is <laughs> <laughs> or just some some weirdo trying to trick-or-treat you know what i mean a little kid trick-or-treating oh who yeah. are you? i'm jason i don't know but but th- but it's people really like if you really break down who they are that's who they are if there was no women in antifa or no what yvette falika falarka yeah there would be no bam. There would be no any of that stuff. But it's these feminists that make these men who are just a bunch of cowards. And, and that's the funny thing because they, you know, the feminists claim they don't need men, but yet they, you know, they, I don't want to say grew in a laboratory, but yeah, this is kind of like a weird laboratory experiment. This is what happens when feminism goes wrong. You get a bunch of cowardly men who attack with deadly weapons. <laughs> For what? So a woman can wear a vagina hat? It's just a weird thing. But, but that's kind of what's happening with Antifa. So, you know, what is Antifa? That's Antifa. Antifa is just a bunch of dudes trying to pick up on women. And the thing is... I guess we're all kind of like this, you know, it's, you know, Christians, they pick up on women a certain way, which is probably the right way. <laughs> it's not a probably, but it is. And, and, you know, Christians tend to get a certain type of uh, 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 person. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's funny. 
if you want to compare, you know, conservative men to like liberal men, you know, men who fight in the UFC versus men who fight in Antifa. <laughs> you know? But you, you can make those comparisons. And when you start making those comparisons, the natural comparisons starts to become what type of women are these women who are very butch? No, and, and you know, and you hate to say things like this, but it's true. They're they tend to be very unattractive. I and that's see you. The, that's the observation that people point out, and people think it's ad hominem and low blows, but that's what it does to you. Like when women try to be men and men try to be women, it's just the, <laughs> it's, it's backwards. No, yeah. but it creates this ugliness that people and this is that that people don't seem to really understand and i tend to believe now (laughs) there has to be some sort of supernatural phenomenon that does this uh i don't know if you ever seen that movie the breakfast club no not in the 80s right it was molly ringwald and john nelson and what's that kid uh he was famous anthony michael hall i believe um no, Alan, no, what's your name? Something, at Addie. Anyway, so one of the girls, uh, and, and Molly Ringwald is not an attractive person. She's just not. Uh, but she is the attractive lady in this movie, The Breakfast Club. Anyway, but one of the girls is gothic or mod. Right. She's like really, so... When she opens up and bees a little normal, they wash her up, clean her up, get her the face or her hair out of her face, and ooh, all of a sudden she's actually prettier than Molly Ringwald, you know, the the, yeah. the homecoming queen. But my thing is like this: the gothic culture, you know, a lot of those things, you know, it's it's they call it like a death culture, you know, because it's gothic. And they like vampires and like demonic things. And they're all washed out and black. And, but they tend to be ugly. It's just how it goes. Like if you're gothic, you know you're pretty. You're gonna be ugly. But when they start doing things that are normal, you know, just just like a normal type of, you know, just just like if they get into hip hop or so or EDM. What, what you mentioned is on point because. People on the internet always make funny comparisons where it's like they show pictures of women before and after feminism. And the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> those pictures are funny, but go on. <laughs> what I'm saying is, that's how it works. Like, feminism actually makes women ugly. Like, I've never met a, like, like there's some feminists that are like, they claim to be feminists on the outside and they're like attractive women. But then there are the feminists, right? Where it's like, if you look at the before and you look at the after and it's like, what are you doing? Why did you shave your head? Why do you have studs everywhere? You looked fine before. And it's, it's always really sad because that's what it does. It, it fills your thoughts with violent, angry thoughts. You hate men. You hate conservatives. You hate a lot of things. You only, you want to murder babies. Like, and it shows. But see, but that's, you know, the point is that I was trying to make, because your point was very funny, because it's true. But, you know, like, because these, now these things actually cross my mind. Because these guys celebrate death culture, yeah. right? You know, th- these women, because the thing is like this, do the, are the guys uglier? Man, eh, the guys look like guys. Guys aren't pretty. It's just, you know, you see some dudes are handsome. You know what I mean? But very few guys are handsome. You know, most, most like, cause you're a good looking dude. You know what I mean? Like you're handsome, but there's very few. Cause you know, when I showed your picture to some, you know, you know, chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she <laughs> react? I heard the counselor react like, but no, but everybody goes like, dang, he's a good looking dude. I'm like, I know. It's just crazy, huh? He is good looking. Yeah, I know. Get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the counselor. Well, I don't know if you heard the counselor say that, but yeah, that that showed up. Well, that's going in there. <laughs> yeah. No, but the point is, it's very few guys are good looking. See, I'm not a good looking man. My face has been punched in too many times. <laughs> I look 
like I'm good looking because most guys are ugly. You know what I mean? But that's just it's how- all relative. Yeah. So I got I got a segue here because this leads me to a funny story. Like I was talking to a guy and he was like, hey, man, where can I go find hot girls? In, in- <laughs> Did you hear what the counselor said? No. She goes, you're good looking by default. <laughs> I'm good looking by default. But anyway, go on. <laughs> no, no. But what I was saying was he was saying things like we were talking about women, right? In more progressive and conservative cities. And it has an impact on their attractiveness. I like how we just kind of segue into this. So he was saying like, hey, man, I'm thinking of planning a trip to Portland or San Francisco. And it's like, what are they like? And I think somebody was like, well, they're all kind of liberal and progressive and they're really ugly. And he's like, are, are any of them at least an eight or above? And he's like, there's no such thing. You will not find a Portland eight the same way you won't find a San Francisco eight. Now, uh, you know, uh, let me think here. And Atlanta, Georgia, like six or a seven is probably going to be like a nine out here just because it's all relative. Here's the thing that I learned yeah. about the Bay Area. When I was in San Francisco, dude, your standards for women just drop. I'm just going to be honest because they're just all like, you know what I'm trying to say, right? No, 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 but that's why that song, Baby Got Back, it's a real thing. <laughs> LA face with an Oakland booty. Yeah, the, yeah. The Bay has nothing but ugly chicks. I mean, I'm, and, I'm but, like and, but the hottest girl in the Bay that you'll see average that's uh, like working in, you know, tech or design or whatnot, just like, you're like a five in like, I don't know, What's a city that has a Scottsdale, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona got good looking girls. Like it's just, yes, I believe it actually Arizona in general has good looking girls. I will say that that's <laughs> one thing that I think is, is because here's the thing. It's also like suburban small town. Like that's actually better. Like, I think women just like, like you work well, 80 hour weeks. It stresses you out. You got to find a husband. It keeps you good looking. Well, 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 two things I'll say about that. But, but my point was this. I honestly start to to believe that because the whole gothic thing is like a death cult, that those demons that actually hover around them all the time literally physically change them to ugly people. Yeah. Once they get out of it, for some reason, they turn good looking again. It's amazing, but it goes the same way. Like the it before does, and it after. does. Once yeah. you leave it, I don't know, your skin's you know, starts to soften and all this other stuff and whatnot. I mean, all you got to do is look at a picture of George Soros. It's not the wealth. It's the evil. that make him <laughs> look like that. <laughs> like, look up a picture of George Soros. He looks like death. Yeah, he, looks I know. Like the, he looks like the emperor from Star Wars. Yeah, that is funny. I'm serious. And I really think, I really think it's because of the evil that he's done. Well, I mean, God, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just all like the evidence isn't scientific, but man, it's not scientific. But these are these are good theories. No, no, but the thing is, it's like these are the kind of things I want to study now. It's like no, because you know, I'm telling you now, it's just you know, like you hear a lot of news today about all of these, you know, weird life. Like Israel dropped off a bunch of these, you know. Well, they call them water bears, you know, like a, 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 one of the Israeli spaceships crashed on the moon, releasing all of these, you know, super, super, super teeny tiny life forms, you know, that actually can, you know, people say they're indestructible because when it's too hot, too cold or whatever, they get into uh, uh, like a form of stasis where they don't like their metabolism shuts off totally. They don't age, but you know, they can't reproduce. They can't do any of that stuff. So because they're on the moon and there's no way for them to uh, move around, da, 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 they're not going to be able to reproduce. But the point is knowing what we know about proteins and things like that, like these little mites and things, it is very humanly possible that an outside force like the demon can physically change you. <laughs> because the thing is these water bears that's why they call them water bears when there's no water that's what happens but once you a drop of water hits them boom they they go back to life 
And in, even after like 80, 90 years, they can just go back to life after living in the worst of worst conditions. And huh. uh, that actually would explain a portal for demons. <laughs> but I mean, that's just an, an initial theory I'm working on because it's not a coincidence that these broads are super ugly. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't make any sense because men are ugly. You know, and, and this is like a weird, this is not my original idea. This actually comes from a comic book. So uh, there's a comic book called Lucifer on, on uh, DC comic on Vertigo and all this other stuff. And, and basically the whole premise is, you know, what would happen if Lucifer left hell? And he was just living on earth and da da da. He is living on earth. He's not in hell. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about, you know, like these things. <laughs> but that's the premise of Lucifer. So what would happen? So anyway, in the comic book, uh, Lucifer is actually, without knowing, he's redeeming himself. You know, like he's understanding love and he's understanding how to forgive and, and live like a Christian life. <laughs> it's a weird concept. But anyway... So in the comic book, uh, Eve comes back and her biggest complaint was like, hey, look, I was, I'm the only female that was made to be, like I was made for Adam. I was not given a choice. I was made for him. And, you know, that's, and she's trying to explain why she was evil or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And that's why, because she said, because she wanted to rebel because she had no say in the matter. She was just given to Adam and she really, yeah, I mean, she didn't hate him, but she goes, hey, you know, it was just, I wasn't given a choice. And that was just, uh, and so my life and then, you know, like, I guess her kids are, would be Cain and Abel or something like that. And, and, you know, just all the trouble. I was like, yeah, it was like, you know, I had no training. I didn't know anything. One kid kills the other kid. <laughs> and then she was just like, you know, because I don't know. She, according to the comic book, she already knew what was going to happen. And she, I had no saying, da 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 da. And, and anyway, so yeah, it's just a weird concept. But the, my point is these people, <laughs> right? <laughs> these gothic people that's their mentality they always think that they have no choice see eve can make that claim because she was the very first one she was created from adam's rib right but nobody else could ever make that claim nobody yeah. else <laughs> and, but that's the one thing all of these gothic broads always make i had no choice i didn't ask to be born this and that and it's just, and if you talk to anybody in antifa talk to anybody in bam they all have that mentality i had no choice mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody has a choice you're not adam well adam was uh adam didn't really have a choice but you know but he had more choices than eve right. Eve was literally made from his rib <laughs> which is you know kind of weird because i actually have an extra pair of ribs which is, yeah, because, you know, most people have whatever, and I yeah. actually have one extra pair, which huh. is really bizarre because that, that's why I think I'm so fascinated with the whole rib concept, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why do I have an extra pair of ribs? It actually is possible. You know, maybe that's why all, because we are, because I don't know if any people really don't know this, but if you ever read The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe? Yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, that's actually like a Christian story. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, and, and they call everybody the sons of Adam and, and the daughters of Eve. But technically speaking, because everybody has the same amount of ribs, we are all technically the sons and daughters of Eve. I would be a son of Adam because I have the extra pair of ribs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have that extra pair of ribs where I could just, you know, if God wanted to just take out my rib and make another human if they really wanted to. Yeah. So, but that, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't know why my body is the way it is, but it actually proves that, Hey, look, 
I have an extra pair of ribs. So it makes sense that Adam had the extra pair of ribs too. God just took it out, made Eve out of that rib, and boom, there you go. Is it possible? Well, technically, yeah. You can make a lot of things out of a bone. If you can make organs on whatever it is that we make organs with, I mean, you hate to think that they're doing it with monkey and DNA with the baby DNA, but yet we can make anything out of anything. So is it possible? Heck yeah, it's very probable. It's more likely you could build a real human from a rib than you can any of, you know, because come on, we're using gibbons to make pancreases, right? livers. Are you kidding me? If we can do that, make a, you know, a compatible liver, because I'm not going to call it a human liver, but a compatible liver, you don't think you can make human tissue out of human tissue? Of course you can. We have the science to do it. Just the Bible was, you know, way like thousands of years ahead of our time. So on that note, it's interesting how everybody has that mindset that Eve had in Lucifer, the uh, comic book. I had no choice. I didn't ask for this and I didn't ask for that. I was literally created to serve Adam. <laughs> and that's and that's what a lot of these Antifa that's what Antifa that's their whole thing these feminists mm -hmm. they hate the fact that they think they have no choice but they got every choice in the world that's an interesting way to kind of tie it all together I didn't actually think about that you know they feel like and that's the same way they justify like I was made this way I was born this way there's no choice socialism is the key because not everyone's equal ah! But see, this thinking comes from the comic books. I'm huh. not kidding. Lucifer is an old comic book that maybe like came out in like in the 90s or maybe 2000. I forget when it started, but this death culture has been around for quite some time. And I've been lucky enough because remember I told you the story about PP Girl? I don't know if I talked about PP Girl on this podcast, but I mentioned PP Girl before. We're about the same age, and she was like, all the dudes were having their way with her in the neighborhood. And when I spoke to her, you know, we had a, a pretty good conversation, and I was just asking her tons of questions, you know what I mean? And then she told me she was a Satanist and all kinds of crazy stuff, believed in black magic. And yeah, but I mean, think about it. she's 14 and having sex with full on adults in their 20s and 30s, you, you know what I mean? And uh, that's carnal. Whoa. Well, she's 14. You know what I mean? And, and so I don't know when she started, but my guess would have been 12. But, and they called her pee pee girl because obviously she peed in her pants, uh, like in public. So she was really abused and really messed up in the head. I mean, I only met her that one time, uh, but all of my friends knew who she was because they kept going back and forth to her. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was crazy. So talking to her and all the other Gothic people, dude, they all believed in that stuff. And, and it just makes, and this is before Lucifer even came out. But once Lucifer, the comic book came out, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that whole thing with feminism and I had no choice became a real thing. Why? Because it was made popular. That type of thought was made popular maybe unintentional but every single person says that i didn't have a choice it's a patriarchal system blah 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 you know what i mean i'm just thinking what you guys are making no sense everybody has a choice it's this you know in theory you know when you say that what it does is it absolves you of any responsibility that's really what it is. It's just an yeah. excuse because a lot like think about it, right? Women will complain about a lot of different stuff. And then even if they're caught doing something badly, they never accept fault. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't find a lot of women, especially when it comes to relationships and dynamics with men that will accept full responsibility for their actions. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> it's always, well, I had no choice or, well, it's because of no. It's because you screwed up. Even if you, I, I, 
so I used to work in HR and we caught this girl like red handed for like, she eventually got fired for like manipulating her schedule or whatnot. And she was caught red handed doing it and she still made excuses. Like well, a lot of women will not accept responsibility even when you show them like, hey, no, you, you could do this. You could do this differently. Well, this is the cool thing about, about, uh, well, I'll, I'll make this. I'm not going to say it outright. I'm going to just give examples. When you listen to Woody Allen speak or Louis C.K. or any comedian, Jerry Seinfeld, they always make excuses. Yeah. Always. All of them. They all have excuses for why this and why that, blah, 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 blah. Right? Same thing with, uh, you know, talk to any, any Muslim dude. You know what I mean? Talk to a Muslim guy. And they always think the same way. Oh, you know, this, oh, that. The system's unfair and all this other BS or, or whatever. But you heard that joke yesterday with Kevin Hart. Yeah. He, he is like, hey, look. He took responsibility for, you know, he was scared and all this other stuff. And he was like, look, if I'm going to die and da-da-da-da-da, this is, you know what I mean? Like, they take responsibility right. for their actions. They might complain a lot, but deep down inside, the root of all of these people will always, will always take responsibility for themselves. I know, she's just all like, sorry about that, listeners. But, uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, baby. But anyway, once we get the studio, once we get the studio. Uh, but anyway, so the point is this. When people, very few cultures or ideologies teaches you to be responsible for your own actions. Very few. That's why this country is so great. All of these immigrants want to come to this country because why? This is the only country where it is expected that you can make it or break it based on your own hard work or mm -hmm. lack of hard work. No excuses. You just come here. You don't need a handout or anything. You just want the opportunities. And that is a unique principle of Christianity. It's unique to Christianity. I'm not saying that you can't be a Jewish guy and do that. But as far as philosophies go, it is unique to Christianity that you got to make it on your own, based on your own hard work, based on, like, you got to have a belief. Mm -hmm. If you believe, it's going to happen. But mostly you got to believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, it's not going to happen. Right. All of the philosophies aren't done that way. And in theory, these feminists are right. It is a patriarchal system, like in the Muslim faith or in the Jewish faith or in Buddhism or whatever. But in Christianity, it is not a patriarchal system. It's not. Every single person has the ability to do whatever they want. As long as they believe, as long as you believe, it doesn't matter. It's right. going to happen for you. And no one's going to judge you because why? Everybody has committed sin. And if everybody's committed sin, you can't judge because we are no better. And that's unique. That's How is that a patriarchal system? It's not the Jewish faith. It's not the Muslim faith. That's why I think Muslims are Muslims because they go, okay, you know, it, it's there's a lot of parts of Christianity that we need, but we don't want to give up the power because in Christianity, women are just as capable as men. Yeah. But you know, in theory, they're going to fall back to basic standard roles that, you know, men and women do, you know, men are fatherly and women are motherly. It's just how it works. I <laughs> But it doesn't mean a woman can't work. It doesn't mean a woman can never be a judge or a woman can't be the president or be a leader or anything like that. It's just that there's gender-specific roles based on biology, and that's that. But mm -hmm. that does, that's not a patriarchal system. It might be patriarchal in Germany, 
but it's not patriarchal in the United States. It might be patriarchal in in uh in um Indonesia, but it's not patriarchal in the United States. How can any Antifa person believe that it is patriarchal here? Come on. You know what I mean? If it was so patriarchal, how come Obama couldn't get Michelle Obama to shut up? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like in yeah. a real patriarchal system, Michelle Obama would have had no influence on any public policy. You know, believe it or not, Ivanka Trump is, doesn't really say much. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I'm I, a Melania Trump or Ivanka Trump. I feel like Ivanka. I mean, no, Melania, Melania, Melania. Melania. Yeah, yeah. Ivanka is the daughter who. Yeah. Well, and she to a, a Jew, and they talk a lot. No, and she has a lot of say. And I know she has a lot of influence over these other people. And, uh, and that's why, because, man, Trump knows family. And those all came from different moms. You know, Trump had, like, all those kids from different moms. I think four different moms, including Ivanka, no, including Melania Trump. So, you know what I mean? But somehow, way, he kept all his kids together. And, uh, you know, and they're all part of his cabinet, <laughs> you know? So that's it, how you build an army. You got to have yeah. kids. Yeah. But that's, that, I mean, oh, man, when I think about it, I'm thinking, man, that's powerful. It really is. That's like, that's a powerful, powerful thing that he did. But my point is this. Feminists are wrong about what patriarchal is. Christianity is not patriarchal. It's not. It's the belief in yourself. As long as you believe in yourself and you love your neighbors, you're always going to be, well, in theory, you should never be a victim, ever. Never be a victim. How can you be a victim if you love yourself? It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, it doesn't matter. You know, and that's the thing that people don't get. It's, it's, it's the power of knowing this is like, you know, like, like I'm not surprised. Like cause I don't know much about you know Tony Robbins. Yeah, I bet you money. He just made it. Like he like his philosophies, his courses. I bet you money without knowing anything about it. I bet you money it mirrors Christianity. But instead of calling it Christianity, he calls it his own little get down. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there's some things that he does that's a little bit different. But I, I see where you're coming from with that. No, because everybody does that. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you now, Freud, Erickson, Pavlov, all those guys mirror Christianity. But they put a twist on it and call it their own. But, you know, for greed. They do it for money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Dude, I know now. I didn't know then, but I know now. That's what people, that's what all of these, that's the secret to their success. They understand the Bible, but instead of being a minister and limiting um, their wealth yeah they do great things and then boom you know what i mean like because how much is tony robbins worth well i bet you that boy 500 million dollars yeah i was saying yeah i am telling you that's what i thought i thought like yeah i bet you he has hundreds of millions oh yeah i'm telling you now that's why because if he was a minister he wouldn't have that kind of money he wouldn't yeah <laughs> But I don't even know if he's Christian or not. But the thing is, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a scam, but, you know, all of these people, it's, that's all it is. All we're doing is rehashing Christianity. And everybody who's against it just doesn't understand it because they've never read the Bible. And if they read the Bible, they didn't read it right. <laughs> no, seriously, because you got to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah, you, you really have one. Well, plus two, it's no, like people really got to compare. It's just like comparing the civil rights after 57 and 64. If you don't sit and watch it side by side, you don't see the differences. But when you see the differences, like, whoa, this is crazy. But that's the difference from reading that new international version and the King James. When you read them both side by side, it's like, whoa, why would these guys admit all of these important facts? It's crazy. It's kind of like, that's where I get that Tony Robbins thing. Cause like the new international version, is kind of like what Tony Robbins does. <laughs> Cause it's just a bastardized form of Christianity. And these guys don't know. Well, not even Christianity. It, it's, it's, 
if you're not given accurate text, then how are you going to learn anything? You can't fault somebody who's never seen a King James Bible. You can't. They were yeah. never given it to them. So how would they know? So, you know what I mean? And then, you know, and Tony Robbins, is he's not a preacher because he wants money, which is fine. He, he can make all the money in the world, but I don't know anything about him. But if he's not a real dude that gives credit, hey, look, this is just, you know, you, you guys should go talk to some pastor or priest or whoever, you know, for real spiritual guidance. I'm just trying to, you know, help you become a better you. You, you know what I mean? No, that, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, it's, it's the deviation from that. It changes it. We got to wrap this up in a few minutes. But what's a, to take it back to the terrorist things, do you think that it's just main confusion and violence because things get swapped? Because here's the thing. When you try to reason with these people, they can't, they, they just, like, it just doesn't compute. Like, common sense is no longer a thing. In fact, even showing them where they're wrong isn't even something that works anymore because exactly. there is no acceptance of responsibility any longer and why are they so hateful because they got no god in them that's the whole point if you don't understand the basic principles of the first uh, amendment first commandment there is no way you could ever be reasoned with because you're that angry mm. think about it there is no the most dangerous person in the world is the guy who hates himself all those people who hate themselves they're the ones that are you know like jeffrey dahmer you know what i mean it wasn't enough for him to just kill a guy he really had to eat him uh, think about that he had yeah. to eat him. he was filled with self hate he hated himself and, and that's just how like look at a terrorist look at a suicide uh you know bomber or 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 kamikaze pilot dude come on you really gotta hate yourself hate your situation to kill yourself and then hey i'm gonna bring all kinds of dudes with me Tr trust me on this if you don't have that first that's why it's the very first one oh, yeah. <laughs> because that self-hate all of those gothic people come on when they look in the mirror do they really think they see beauty or do they see beauty in hate beauty and death that's what, and so they want everybody to hate just like them. And that, why do you think they're like, oh, no hate, no hate? Yeah, but you guys are filled with hate. You guys just are blind to irony. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I mean? Like this death culture brings death. That's why it's called death culture. It literally is all about death. So yeah. if you're constantly celebrating death, come on. It's ironic that these guys don't see it. It's the irony. So how do you fight that type of hate? Mm -hmm. Well, and it's really hard just coming from a psychiatric perspective. You always got to teach these people to, you know, not, you know, swing for the fences. You don't love yourself. Why don't you try liking yourself first? You know, baby steps first. Why don't you try doing something you like? And then gradually have a series of things you like to... Now you can like yourself enough for about five hours. Right, <laughs> Just like right. yourself for five hours and go back to hating everything. But then it's a long process for a lot of people just to like themselves. And then oh. you're going to teach them to love themselves. It's not, dude, everything Antifa stands for. That's why they're terrorists. It's, I mean, come on, think about it. How come Muslims are so successful at being suicide bombers? They are taught to hate themselves. Yeah. They have to submit to their God. They, and it breeds hate because, you know, nobody wants to submit to anything. So they're just angry people who don't understand why they got to pick up rocks every time they see a mob picking up rocks. You know what I mean? Think about that. You know, because I, no, I, I, I laugh at this because it's like, man, this is really like the Stone Ages. These dudes are picking up rocks because they disagree with somebody. Yeah. You know, and they have the right to do that. It's insane. Think about that. And, and I bet you 90% of those dudes don't even agree, but because the main guy picked up rocks first, everybody else got to pick up rocks. Pick up rocks. Yeah. Here we go with this picking up rocks things again. And nobody wants to see that. That leads to self-hate. Because if you do things you hate doing, 
you feel like this disgust and like, oh man, this guilt and shame and whatever. And, uh, but think about this. A religion teaches you how to be disgusted with yourself. And the that's only a good way, way to put it, yeah. Admit and this and that. And anyway, so that's, it's the same thing with the feminists. Huh. They hate themselves. They hate the world because men are in control, which is not true. No, but that's the one thing, like, you didn't really realize this until, well, I never realized it, but I never knew the type of control that Jesus actually has. Like, he literally wrote the Constitution. <laughs> it's a crazy thing, but our whole justice system is based on that Constitution, which is based on the Bible, which is based on the Christian principles in the Bible, which right. is crazy. Like, nobody ever puts those together. So it's not like, oh, patriarch. Nah, man, are you kidding me? Jesus fought for your rights more than anybody else. He actually made it harder to be a man. <laughs> because, come on, men left to their own devices, I would have like 15 wives, hundreds of kids, like a king or a queen, because that's what men do. Men collect women if left to their own devices. You know what I mean? But Jesus actually stopped all that, put it in our hands. Hey, look. Even nasty thoughts are bad. Okay, Jesus. You know what I mean? But it's the truth. Right. You know, nasty thoughts. And, and come on, think about this. All of these feminists who believe we live in a patriarch, patriarch society has no clue about what Jesus was saying. Literally no clue. Mm -hmm. It was the one that put us in check. It wasn't, you know, the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we could have multiple wives and date 12-year-olds. <laughs> all this other stuff. That's right. That's right. You know, that's why Muhammad did it. Muhammad, one of the old days back, is like, ah, forget this Jesus stuff. I want the old way. And so, yeah, but yeah, but no, that's the thing. Like, feminists just don't get it. They really don't. But women who are Christian women, they would, they understand that if it wasn't for Jesus, they would be, you know, you know. I mean, you hate to say things like this, but. In the old days in the United States, and I've said this before, domestic violence was the number one killer of, of all people in this country. Right. And, and uh, you know, it's an insane amount of number, like 25. That's a lot. 25 per 100,000 people killed were, were women of domestic violence. That's a huge, that's way more than gun violence of today. And uh, so, you know, but if it wasn't for Christianity... It would be way, way worse. Way well said. worse. Well said. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap it up there. I got to run. But yep. Thank you guys for tuning into the American Maiden Page Show, and we will see you all soon. Take care.